Here today I want to talk to you about uh, wisdom as avoiding adultery. Proverbs 6, 24 through 35. Do not lust in your heart after her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyes. For a prostitute can be had for a loaf of bread by another man's wife. Praise on your very life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? So the Bible gives us some pretty clear directions here uh, about avoiding adultery. So what exactly are we talking about when we're talking about avoiding adultery? Well, we're talking about having sexual relations with your neighbor's wife. Now that can literally mean the uh, wife of the person who lives next door to you. But the Bible takes it a little bit further, and what it means is that if you're sleeping or having a sexual relationship with anybody who's not your wife, so this can mean uh, before you're married and after you're married, just to be really clear, this doesn't mean that you just don't do this after you're married. It means that every person you have sex with that isn't your spouse, that's adultery. So just to be really clear. Okay, so the second thing is, so how does this happen? Well, <clears throat> it happens through flattery. And so flattery is referred to as smooth talking, uh, people who know how to tell you what you wanna hear. Now this goes both ways. Uh, now, when people are weak, uh, that can be picked up upon by a crafty man or a crafty woman who will be astute enough to sort of tell you what you want to hear. Ironically, not what you really are. Uh, God always tells you what you really are. The crafty person tells you what you want to hear. So that's referred to as smooth talking. So just clarifying definitions. It's what neighbor's wife means. Anybody who's not your wife before or after you're married. Smooth talking is flattery. And so just to be really clear, if you do this, um, Bible, Bible communicates, it's uh, game over. Meaning you will suffer the consequences of uh, those decisions. Uh, so there'll be emotional, intellectual, mental, physical, spiritual ramifications of this type of decision. Paul makes it really clear in Corinthians. He says every sin that a person commits uh, outside of sexual sin, it's different because he says that he who commits the sexual actually sins against himself. So you feel the judgment uh, in your personal life. Okay, so want to be really clear. So game over. You will have some type of judgment. Now, if you know all of this and you go ahead and do it, uh, the Bible refers to this as a foolish act. Uh, one, way, one way of looking at this, you're being an idiot. So if you know all of this, you know you're supposed to avoid adultery, and you go ahead and do it, uh, you're being really foolish. 
um, you are selling the most precious asset that you have, your integrity, at a fire sale price. And so that's just a very short-sighted, very foolish investment. Okay, and then lastly, um, justice will be brought to you. Now, all sins are forgivable. All sins have different consequences. This one here, there is a price uh, to pay for it. Much in the same way that there's a price to pay for the taking of another human life, one sin, different consequences. The Bible's making it really clear here. This sin has specific consequences, much of which has to do with sort of the searing of your own conscience. So we're supposed to avoid this. Uh, we show that we're wise by avoiding adultery, avoiding sex with anybody who's not our wife, beware of smooth-talking people. It will equal game over for part of your life. You'll feel the judgment. If you know all this and you do it anyways, you are, you're being an idiot. Uh, and the justice will be served to you. Uh, now, what does justice look like? Well, we'll have to talk to God about that when we get to heaven. It gets doled out differently. Uh, but these are sort of the parameters for this conversation. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. Uh, if you're getting something out of these, if you can do me a favor and share them. Also, uh, I get asked all the time if you want to invest in ocean water. We are helping people get clean water. So far, we've produced 7,064 liters. We have uh, helped plant 30 churches in six countries now for about 1,000 people. We average about 30 people at church, all lay-led churches. Very exciting. You want to invest, it's the end of the year. We could really use your support. We're trying to raise a million dollars now to fund 25 water projects in five countries. This will help us produce a half a million liters of water a year. That's where we want to put your investment into ocean water. Thanks so much for considering this. Until next time, have a beautiful day.